What is up, my wellness warriors, my protectors, providers, and creators? How's everybody doing in the new year with 2024 off and rocking and rolling? <clears throat> I hope everybody had a great holiday season. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and happy new year, all those good things. Um, hope everybody had a good time. And like most people, maybe overate a little bit during the holidays. And so today, I feel like it's going to be a good topic to talk about is weight loss and give a little bit of insight into some nutrition. Um, I guess more so my nutrition philosophies as a trainer and coach who's worked with dozens and dozens of clients, um, I guess hundreds if you count, you know, the group classes I've done um, here and there and then working online with clients and, and other groups and doing webinars and speakings and things of that nature. Um, for the record, I don't claim I'm not a licensed dietitian or nutritionist. Um, my experience is more empirical. Um, I do have education on the topic um, through the National Association for Fitness Certifications, the NAFC. Um, I'm certified through them as a basic wellness coach, a personal trainer, a lifestyle design coach, and a wellness specialist. Um, I've also received other credentials throughout the years, um, several to do with wellness, hydration, and nutrition. Um, and like I'm saying, more so, I want to just speak on <clears throat> more empirical data. So things that I've seen as a trainer and coach actually working with clients, things they they do that have worked, things that they do that have not worked. And this is over the course of creeping up on 15 years now. Um, and again, working with dozens, if not hundreds of people and monitoring, and also just working in gyms and seeing, getting the opportunity to see what a bunch of other trainers are doing with their clientele, right? And what does and doesn't work for those trainers and, those, and their clients, et cetera, et cetera. So... <clears throat> I want to start off by saying something that may be a little bit controversial, but it is something I genuinely believe. If if in weight loss is bullshit. It is a bullshit focus. It is it's made up and it's a total distraction. The the why do I think that? Well, because and what is the better alternative? The better alternative is we should be working on an improved composition. So not just losing fat but also building and adding muscle. And I want to say something right here that um, I, I still run into a lot of people. They don't really understand this is that muscle and fat are, are totally separate things. You cannot transform one, in the other, one into the other. So if you're somebody that thinks you're going to do like a dirty bulk and you're going to just put on a bunch of weight and you're going to turn that mass into um, muscle, you're mistaken. You're not putting on muscle mass. You're putting on fat mass, and you can't just convert that. They're totally separate things, okay? So just a little tidbit right there for you. Um, moving on. Weight loss is bullshit because ultimately, here's the deal. If, say you, you find something that works for you with weight loss, and you do lose a bunch of weight. <clears throat> as soon as you stop doing what you're doing, you're going to start gaining weight back specifically if you solely focused on weight loss. You didn't really start going to the gym. You didn't start doing yoga. You didn't start building muscle in really any way, shape, form, or fashion. Your specific focus was weight loss. It's bullshit because the second you stop doing what you're doing, you're going to start gaining weight again. And, you, and even sadder or 
more difficult for you, you have this now false positive perception that, oh, it, it worked for me. It was beneficial. It was blah, blah, blah. All I got to do is go back to this. I got to keep doing this thing. Every time I stop and I regain the weight <clears throat> and you know, think about weight loss, I'm going to go back to that thing because what happened? It worked. I lost 10, 20 pounds in the first couple of weeks. You didn't lose that weight specifically because that that crash diet you started following all of a sudden was that great or these pills you started taking were that successful or anything. Basically, more or less, what happened was you caused a very drastic change to your body. And over the course of a couple of weeks, it, its adaptation to that change was weight loss. And a lot of times in these new diet trends, you're basically just starving yourself or losing a bunch of water weight, which can be good in certain contexts, but it's relatively limited. And for the general population, so probably 90% of everybody, there's way more general specifics that guidelines that we could all follow and stop worrying about all these extreme crash weight loss dietary nonsense things like another thing about that right so and that's why weight loss is trash and all these diets are trash and all these specialty cookie cutter workouts are trash because they don't adapt to you and your needs and what you're doing and like I'm saying, with the weight loss, the second you stop doing that stuff, you're going to start gaining that weight back. So what is a better investment of time? Well, in my opinion, um, I think we should burn the candle at both ends. But what is the other end of the candle first? The other end of that candle is muscle building. Okay. And here's the thing about muscle building. With When you were trying to build muscle, which is, and this becomes super, quote unquote, contrary to weight loss, where especially the modern understanding of weight loss, which is totally ass backwards, but you believe in weight loss that what? What is the common percept? I could take a survey right now. Most of you would say basically to starve yourselves, to eat less, to cut out this, to cut out no carbs, no fats, no this, that, the other, right? Everyone was going to have their method, but it's basically going to boil down to most people believe that you basically need to starve yourself, which is wrong because if you do not eat enough calories, if you eat below your basal metabolic rate, which is the amount of calories that you need to basically just function and survive, if you get too below that, you're just going to start deteriorating your health because you don't have enough building blocks in your system for your body to keep repairing and maintaining and doing its, its needed functions to keep you healthy and sane and in a good mood and hydrate and all these sorts of things that help you function and, and perform normal daily bodily functions and tasks um so uh when we start to build muscle then we here's something that we should know about muscle okay muscle burns calories at rest granted it's not a ton but it does do that okay so when we have muscle on our frame it actually is working in our benefit it's like an investment into um, it's, it's like a, uh, an investment that gets you money back while you sleep, right? Instead of having to constantly be doing that weight loss thing that you have to super fixate on to get any progress at all. Now you're just making muscle <clears throat> when you get a decent level of muscle mass, then you're actually just constantly burning calories. It's, it's going to be a lot more beneficial. It's not the master solution, but it's, it's, it's way more helpful than that fat just, just sitting there, right? Now, so that's just one that's just one way that the muscle benefits us. Now, the other part is is that as we 
get more muscular and we get more athletic and then we're then we're able to constantly be burning more calories because our quality of life improves we, we're free to do more things so there we're constantly burning more calories we're therefore we're losing more fat and at the same time we are starting to look and perform better which is more motivating than simply losing fat now here's the thing um about the double benefit of the muscle building because what do i keep saying right as soon as you stop the fat loss thing the fat's going to start coming back. Well, now that you have some muscle, it takes more time for that muscle to totally deteriorate, quote unquote, like disappear over time, right? Because you, you will lose it if you don't keep building it or maintaining it. But it takes a lot longer for that muscle to totally go away than it takes for you to start putting fat on. So at least in this case, if you get injured or if you do stop doing those weight loss techniques, well, hey, you've still built up some muscle mass, and that's still going to be aiding you in your benefit for a little while, hopefully long enough to get you back on track, and hopefully you're not off track long, and even in the case of an injury. So, like, I've broken um, – <clears throat> I shattered one of my toes <laughs> into eight pieces once. I've broken my hands a couple times. I've broken my wrist. Um, but fortunately, you know, it was only one side or one – half of my body at a time. And I was still able to, you know, if I hurt my leg, I could still train upper body. If I had hurt my wrist or my shoulder or something, I could train my lower body. So there, there's always a way to keep going and keep that journey of weight loss and muscle building moving. Now let's, now let's get into some general, um, again, I want to keep this general and I, it's mostly to dispel a lot of nonsense. Again, I'm not a licensed dietitian, but I have, I work with clients for years and years, day in and day out. I see what actually works and what does not work. Uh, more, maybe more specifically, what does not work. The first thing I want to say without getting into any particular diet or trend or whatever, where I'm going to lose a bunch of people off of emotional nonsense because they're going to be, oh, you bashed, you know, I'm super keto and you don't like keto, so I'm out. Like, listen, the, the, here's another reason all those things are trash. Because what did I say earlier? They're not designed for you. And at the end of the day, you need to eat what your body needs. It's the same thing in weight training or, or resistance training or, or training in general. What are your goals, right? And then you need to do what your body demands if you just go online and if you look up some random person's diet and you, and you know there's no even a lot of these general um there's now now there's these more like ai develop you know type in your information and they'll kick back a program that's supposed to be tailored to you unless you have a professional coach that's that's actually watching you you know okay do this for a week and then you can they can come and assess and see week to week the actual physical, mental, um, <clears throat> spiritual changes within you, you don't know if it's if it's really working or not. So instead of getting all caught up in, well, this worked for them, or I saw a little bit of results here, or something, the thing, the matter of the fact is, is that your environment, internal and external, is constantly changing. And one of these, one huge variable that none of very little if any of these programs taken into consider consideration is stress when you are stressed you do not digest food the same way you would do when you are not stressed when you are relaxed when you are in a state of recovery when you are stressed you're basically in that fight flight or freeze state and your body is not 
it's priority in your mind. The priority is not so much the digestion of nutrients so much as it is to protect and survive. Um, and so when we don't consider how stress is affecting us long before we argue about what dietary plan we're going to abide by or sell our soul to, we're missing the point. And here's an, and to, to kind of continue down this road, but change to take a little slight turn. You know, I have a lot of people that are super committed into this diet. They're, <clears throat> they're vegans, they're keto, they're paleo, they're all these sorts of things. And I tell them, well, you need a little bit more of this. You know, I can see from your training and I can see from your physical uh, results, how your body has and hasn't changed over the last several weeks. Um, you're definitely not hydrating enough. You need more protein. Um, have you tried getting more of this nutrient or that nutrient? And they'll say, well, no, I don't do that because, you know, that doesn't uh, fit with my my belief system. This, I, I'm, I'm vegan and it doesn't fit with vegan. Okay, well, let me ask you something here. Are your ideologies and philosophies and wants more important than your health? Because, you know, I'm not saying that I do or don't disagree with some of the the philosophies and ideologies behind some of these choices i'm not saying i i do or don't but what i value as a trainer and a coach first is your health and well-being my as an athlete my health and well-being so and this is what i'm saying is if you're willing to you're not going to eat a certain way because of some ideology or want you you need to just accept that you are likely not going to ever be as healthy as you could be you're never going to eat exactly what your body needs to function optimally or, or even maybe properly um, if you can't set that belief system aside. Because at the end of the day, your body's needs are constantly changing based off of the demands that you place on it. Again, internal and external. It could be stress or it could be a literal workload. You know, you are someone that doesn't have a very active lifestyle and now you, you know, have a flat tire in the middle of traffic and your heart's pounding and you got to get out and watch the cars zip by and maybe you've never even changed a tire before so you got to oh look up a video on youtube and then oh, okay it's all in the trunk you know what i mean but this is going to be a very physically mentally spiritually internally externally exerting situation for you <clears throat> do you think that you're you're going to process nutrients normally the same you know for the next 24 hours or so than, you're, than you normally would when your body never experiences that? Did your diet that you're subscribing to and counting on, did it, did it um, account for that? Has, is there a little, you know, asterisk or something or an addenda that's like, hey, in case of some asshole pisses you off in traffic and now you're all worked up the rest of the day, you're going to digest food differently. Here's what you should consider doing instead. Um, I've observed and looked over and assessed many of these diets um, because my clients have brought them to me and I've had to go through them over and over and over again. And at the end of the day, none of them cover that. They've, I've never seen one that was like, hey, if you're super duper stressed, this isn't gonna work this, the exact way that we're laying it out in this book, you know? Um, so I just want you to understand that. And at, when when we, sort of break that realism when we can sort of set aside these ideological or emotional connections that we have with certain eating styles that have been pushed to us through you know uh, late night infomercials and all these influencers now and, and blah 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 
And we start to remember, like, it's really what our individual biology craves and needs. Then it gets back to more common sense where it's like, get away from like excessive and tons and tons of sugar, get away from processed food, get away from all of these um, foods chock full of preservatives. Simply put, and this is not a conspiracy, I had somebody ask me about the preservative situation. Why is there more and more and what are they and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm going to tell you straight up, they're not good for you. And what are they about? They're about profits. That's not a conspiracy and it's not even a inherently malicious thing. It's It's, in some ways, it's a solution, I guess, to global demand. But at the end of the day, it's the, the companies that make these products, many of them, their responsibility is not to make you healthier. Their response, their job is to make their company profitable. So what is their job in that regard? Well, to make their product last a long time or last until it gets sold and eaten, you know, make it affordable, make it mass produce so it's our massive you know what i mean so like that's it's not a, it's not this crazy wild conspiracy theory people that people i think really people that say that they just don't want to think it through they just don't want to think about it and it's like overwhelming to them so they're like oh it's a conspiracy it's really not like they're a business their goal is to make money it's not to make you healthier you should want to make you healthier so when we when we remember that food is unique to us and our it's unique to our experience <clears throat> and what we're going through then we can we but then we can still remember that there's some certain things that hold true, right? I mean, eat food um, as close to the source as possible. So, like, say, you know, you're um, you you need you're gonna be a meat eater and you want animal protein. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do, fellow meat eaters. If we're gonna get as close to the meat as we possibly can, and and do the best to conserve uh, conserve and preserve nature. We're going to actually kill, go out and learn to hunt and process and take part of a slaughter and, and take an animal from field to table ourselves. That would be as close to the source as you can possibly get. Step two would be let a hunter kill it and uh, let, buy it directly from a butcher. You know, that's about as secondary close. Um, same thing with fruits and veggies. You know, firsthand, grow it yourself. Secondhand, buy it directly from a far, farmer. Thirdhand, go to the farmer's market where the farmers may have sold it to some vendors and blah, 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 et cetera, and so on. But the further and further away we get from the source, the more nutrient diluted the item is going to be, meaning that there's more nutrients the closer we get to where the thing actually came from. And the further away it gets, it gets more and more diluted and tainted and less valuable to our system. Um, it provides less of what we actually need. <clears throat> and then we start eating really just to eat. It's not even providing us the nutrients our bodies need because the food's so synthetic and full of crap that it doesn't even matter. Um, and sadly, then what happens is we all, and this is going on regardless of nutrient deficiency or not, but we overconsume in our society, which is a no, if you're somebody who, you know, gets upset of people wasting food, but you're always there snacking and you're overweight and you're, you're wasting food the same as somebody who doesn't finish their plate at a restaurant and just throws it in the trash or something is wasting food. It's all the same wasting food. Right? We're not using it for what we need it for, which is to provide our bodies with the sustenance to heal, etc. Um, and that's really what, that's why we're eating, or it should be why we're eating, right? Um, or at least originally, 
and something I, I tell my clients a lot too, while I'm just throwing out um, top advice on the topic is taste is a luxury. We need to also remember that, you know, you, you, you need to eat what your body needs, not what you think tastes good. And that's why these synthetic foods and all these foods filled with preservatives and, and at the fast food restaurants and stuff, that's another reason are why you why so many people don't think natural foods taste good and they don't want to eat them anymore is because these things are so full of neurotoxins like these crazy sugars and aspartame and all this stuff and studies go back and forth whether you know aspartame is good or bad for you or whatever i'm i'm constantly leaning on the side that you know we're going to learn some things down the road that wasn't that great for us but anyway a neurotoxin like is dangerous because it can stimulate a neuron to literal death so it can cause necrosis of neurons but the bigger problem that i want to address here is that we are so used to these manufactured foods that are specifically designed and injected with preservatives and chemicals and all these things to overload our taste buds and taste so freaking good like they're designed to do that natural food can't and isn't supposed to compare to that so when you when a lot of people say well the natural food's not good i don't like it as much yeah i get it, it but that was orchestrated it was designed to be that way and let me tell you something if you stop eating all that Per, like the the overloaded crap the preserved box wrap can uh, all that crap right give it a week or so and and that stuff will actually start tasting bad to you and like whole like whole foods raw foods raw fruits and veggies you know lightly cooked lean meats um eggs uh things like that they will taste that stuff will start tasting so much better cut, cut all that crap out for like a week or two and there will be a little bit of a rough transition period, but if you can power through that, then you like natural food will start tasting good again. It's not going to compare to the stuff that's drugged up to taste way better. I mean, come on, duh, but it can like when you separate from that addiction to those crap foods, you, your body will readapt and it'll like it. And then in that process after that little bit of a purge or whatever it knows like okay this is whole this is good food the food from the earth and from the land that's good food it's good for me i like that this other crap what is this i don't like that like you'll start if you cut that out for a couple of weeks and you start eating again you'd get sick the first couple of days <clears throat> that you started eating it again because it's so bad for your body and we're just so used to it that the body's basically adapted to it's in, body's incredibly resilient but that doesn't mean that you know it's good for it um so just, you know, when we keep in mind a lot of what I'm saying, that eating is, we need to look at nutrient-dense food, which is going to be food that comes from the land. And and that's going to be the food that, you know, we this is, it has to be unique to us and what our body needs. And so when we just keep all those sorts of things in mind, just remember, you need clean water, um, recommended half of your body weight in ounces. So if you are a... 120 pound person, 100, then you would need um, 60 ounces, uh, yeah, 60 ounces of water. And the other thing about the water is, don't forget that it's not just, in, so quality of water matters just like quality of meat, quality of uh, nutrient, quality of vegetable, fruit, et cetera. But what we also need to understand about hydration is it doesn't stop at the water. We do need electrolytes, and there's plenty of good ways to get those. If I would recommend looking them up online. 
um, by a trusted source, or you can come to me or contact me directly through my website, hdscoaching.com, and I'll be happy to take any of these lessons further in depth um, and teach you more about nutrition and make a program custom to you. But we do need to get the electrolytes with our water. Um, trying to think of some couple other questions or topics a friend asked me to touch on um, when it comes to these nutrition myths. And Oh, another, here's a good one. Um, there's a huge push on the, the word organic lately. I, I want to make this as simple as I can. That is a bought title. There's a, there's, uh, federal and non-federal organizations that have basically created a certification, um, or a license or something that, you know, you can deem your product organic and, just again not a conspiracy theory when you understand big business and big money in this country especially these corporations are often allowed means to circumvent the rules meaning their money might outweigh them not meeting the proper credentials or criteria right so they might not actually qualify but they might slip somebody a couple extra mil on the side and say let us float that label anyways okay so all in all it is a and again not to go crazy in depth on that just to give some general insight it is a label that can be bought um you're supposed to qualify for it and you and you still of course have to pay a fee because everybody's got to get their buck but um it's it's a it's it can be it's a it's a title that's earned um through so at that point you have to question the the company that got the title and how they got it, you have to question um, the criteria. You have to question the the organization that is, you know, certifying that credibility to give other businesses the the title of organic. We have to. We should probably even look a little further up the food chain and saying, who is you know who's giving authority to the organization that is offering the credentials, right? So, I mean, I. It's just it, it's good to think and to ask questions. Um, so do your research. Um, but hopefully, you know, again, don't be suckered into organic like so much as you need to <clears throat> go just raw foods, you know, raw honey, um, raw veggies, raw fruits and lean meats that are lightly cooked. Um, eggs are good. Nuts. Um, trying to just keep things real gentle here. But don't get so caught up in a certain style of eating that you don't eat what's best for you and take care of your health. Or, and like I'm saying, this reworded, but don't sacrifice your health for an ideology um, or a want or a need. Uh, again, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with some of the philosophies behind why people choose these ideologies. But the point I want to make is what should triumph over that reasoning or that emotional response is your health and what's best for you after you are super healthy and you're doing what's best for you then you can get to worrying about you know these social issues and these world issues that you feel are involved um i think we can all agree that the meat industry at this point is pretty grotesque or the uh, i should say the corporate meat industry is pretty grotesque but if you really wanted, if you're somebody that really wants the solution to that, um, then you would do your research and be a, more of a supporter of 
local farmers and hunters and which are in turn the wild's best conservationists. Um, so anyways, hopefully a lot of that is uh, helpful and beneficial and maybe even just can kind of ease your mind a little bit when it comes to weight loss and muscle gain and nutrition. Um, again, I tried to keep things pretty rudimentary here. Um, if you want to know more, please get a hold of me. Go to hdscoaching.com and you can contact me for personal training or wellness coaching, lifestyle design coaching. And uh, I think we're going to be running a little deal here to help people set some goals for the new year. So, oh, and we have some online courses being developed that uh, I'm pretty excited to share with y'all. So uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the HDS Beacon. Um, hope this was helpful. We are the fire in the dark guiding you back to wellness. All right. Take care. Peace.